police brutality. It led us down the road to disaster. Don't take it too hard, Captain. Maybe you'll feel better when you see your name in the papers. <laughs> It's Boca Brit, and this is the Britney Summers Show. Every good Christian knows a game to play, and it's not so very hard to do. People, you know the way the Bible says. Invite them to your house. The Bible says. Take their possessions away. The Bible says. And then you burn it down. You can get somebody to believe anything ba, 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 if you make the Bible say it's true. Ba, 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 ba. No matter what you do, you can be guilt free. The Lord will always forgive you. Pick up a poisonous snake. Fun Talk 1470, WWNN. Hi, everybody. This is Britt Summers on The Britt Summers Show. Also heard on SoFloRadio.com, FYINation.com, and GDPR Revolution 99. Yeah, GDPR rebranded, and I like their new logo. Or their new uh, thing, whatever it is, new title. GDPR Revolution 99. Not that I ever particularly like this song, but it seemed appropriate. Uh, is this song about Barbara Feldon? Did anybody get to the bottom of this? What the hell was Toto singing about? Yes, it's Toto. <laughs> and in Toto, I urge you to tune in. GDPR Revolution. And the Brit Summer Show will soon be coming to you on NicoleSandler.com. Uh, eventually. And I wish Nicole well. I'm glad to see that she's uh, back to work and feeling better. Uh, coming up in my first hour will be, uh, oh, it's really just an hour. But <laughs> within, okay, the first part of the show. Joining me will be Willie Jones, the uh, 40-year police veteran who is currently running for sheriff of Broward County. And in view of the recent shootings, I have a lot of questions for him. Now, if you'll recall last show, I didn't get into it too much because it just happened. And uh, before I get the show started, I just want to thank everybody who has clicked on my donate button, thebritsummershow.com. I am so relieved and happy to be doing this show finally uh, without any kind of uh, stress or, uh, well, usual stress. But this, this stress of why am I bothering to do this? Now I'm bothering to do this, and I thank you again. Thank you. Yeah, I know I stole that from Sven Gulli, but uh, after all, he stole it from Stan Freeberg. Thank you 
Yeah, yeah, okay, that's enough. I'm going to play it. Now, if you'll recall, last show at the top, I briefly mentioned what just happened at the time, but I, I didn't have, I couldn't get into it too much. Now I want to talk about it. The uh, so-called progressive Democrats who voted in favor of Monsanto poisoning us, poisoning your children and killing everybody around you. And one of those open-minded progressive Democrats, in addition to Liz Warren, who really made me puke when I, when I saw she did that, I guess, and there's a woman who does not need money. She's very wealthy. And why she would acquiesce to corporate demands, it, it's got to be power favors. Uh, ultimate power corrupts, and I guess it's power corruption because she sure as hell doesn't need a check. So I don't know what it would be other than uh, they're holding her uh, family hostage in a warehouse in New Jersey somewhere. It would appear to me that that's what happened with Bernie, but after giving it some thought, I'm thinking that, well, that was a smart political decision on his behalf because he saw what was coming to the convention and he just wanted to avoid that. That's what it seems to me. Now, this being the third week of July 2016, I'm saying that because every time I do a goddamn show, something goes wrong and it's dated. Once it's in the can, something happens and everything I say is meaningless, which is why I had to do that disclaimer last week. So I don't want to do that again. Look, I'm going to put this in the can, put it on the air, load it online. If something happens, if some kind of major news story takes place, I'll cover it next week. But for the time being, this is what I have before me now. And yeah, it seems to me that Bernie wanted to avoid any kind of, uh, let's say, simis at the uh, convention. And uh, if if she picks him as Veep, which hasn't been floated that much, but if he is uh, her running mate, well, that would really bag it for Clinton. That would put her in the White House. It would be a lock. Not that I would be too happy about it, but at least he'd be there. At least we'd have some kind of a watchdog for her to follow through on everything she parroted about what uh, Bernie already said. Yeah, that speech the other day, uh, we're going to get rid of Citizens United, we're going to have insurance for everybody, we're going to have free colleges. That was a Bernie speech coming out of her mouth that, in my opinion, if her senatorial record is any indication, she's not going to do. She's not going to do it. But, as I said in my argument on Facebook last week... (laughs) Hillary would be better than the death camps, and that's exactly what you'll get with that other guy. Boxcars and lampshades. And speaking of uh, somebody who wants to be, desperately wants to be a lampshade, or uh, uh, desperately wants to be turned into a bar of soap, Caitlyn Jenner, yes. I was right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, If I could go back into the archives, I'll pull it. But a year ago, one year ago, I said right here on this show, on the air, that you will see Jenner at the uh, Republican convention. I also said it about, oh, three months ago on this show. And what do you think you're going to see at the Republican convention? You're going to see that old stumble bum hobble up on pumps and, and meander across the stage. Clump, 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 clump. 
Because that piece of crap does not belong in women's clothes. Oh, don't you understand? We have to welcome Jenner into the community. I don't welcome that son of a bitch into my home, let alone into the community. I don't want to welcome him uh, on the same streets I drive on. He is a real dangerous piece of crap. Oh, don't refer to women in the heat. Don't refer. He's a she. He's not. He's nothing. He's got nothing to do with transgender. And how'd that Sports Illustrated uh, cover come out, huh? Oh, that was a real hit. You really swept the country with that one. Oh, God. And here, there he's going to be. Right there at the Republican Don't call him he. You have to show respect. Respect is the operative word, and I don't have any for Jenner. I never did. No! Jenner can kiss my shapely ass if he can move his lips. Because evidently he can't... Try finding a picture of Caitlyn Jenner smiling. You won't. You won't find it. Because it hurts to move the lips and the faces of so much work is done. And he's bitter and he's got hemorrhoids hanging like uh, grapefruit clusters under his ass. Yeah, that's why Jenner can't smile. He did in those ads but back in the 70s after he was uh, pitching a spear, doing the Wheaties ads and selling sneakers and stuff. Jenner was smiling then. Can't smile now. Because he, he's walking up with a double-headed dildo up his ass. That right-wing Nazi piece of crap. I hear he's going to be making a, a, a new documentary called My Friend Irma Gracia. I think it's Gracia, but, uh, or Gracie. Uh, look that one up. Irma Gracia, G-R-E-S-E. Find out who that is, yeah. That's the role model for Bruce Jenner. Or I should say Caitlyn Jenner. Thanks, Caitlin, for screwing everything up for the transgender community, for making matters worse. I just can't stand that slut. Now, Al Frank, Al Franken, I was talking about that list of uh, liberal, progressive, open-minded Democrats who, who like the idea of poisoning their constituents with Monsanto uh, poisons and chemicals. And uh, Al Franken who at one time was a good writer and a marginal humorist, but an, uh, an awful talk show host and a worse senator. The only thing he's done well in the Senate is, is he fought for uh, net neutrality, and that was it. So I've got to give credit where credit is doo-doo. And speaking of doo-doo, Al Franken had the worst... I think he's personally responsible for uh, Air America going bankrupt. He was the worst, that was the worst show you ever heard on your radio. The, uh, the Al uh, Franken Show. And I have some audio right here. Uh, uh, this is Al uh, Franken. Franken. <laughs> Uh, now, on this segment of the Al Franken Show, uh, for the benefit of my audience, uh, that means all of you out there, I will attempt to fold balloons into the shape of animals. <laughs> uh, now, can we have the uh, atmosphere music? Uh, now, you'll be amazed at uh, how realistic uh, these uh, balloon animals can be. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, 
now, does not resemble a, a poodle or a dachshund. Uh, I'll let the audience decide. Give me a call to share your thoughts on this and engage in open conversation. And now, what do they call this thing again? A log. Okay. Uh, we have a, a hard break. Or, or, or is this a soft break? Here, look. A soft break again. Oh, now we'll never know. <laughs> All the news that fits. With Brittany Summers. The Brit Summer Show, 1470 WWNN. Last week was, well, we've had these uh, white cops killing innocent black people. Two in a row. One day right after the next. And then, of course, you know that once they appoint a special prosecutor and they appoint a hand-picked jury, uh, those cops are going to get off like they, ever, they always do. And then we're going to be in for some real source after that. Now, something's got to break. It's got to stop. And it just seems like it's not stopping. But if you've been listening to this show, then you know that I've had this, these questions in my mind. Uh, why black officers aren't saying anything about these murders? Uh, so if you're a, a black cop and, and uh, a white cop that you know, a bad cop, uh, murder somebody in their car like that one guy did, uh, what do you do? How how can you just stay silent? Well, let's let's find out. Joining me on the show now is 40-year police veteran and candidate for Broward Sheriff, Willie Jones. Welcome to the show, Willie, and thanks for calling in. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, uh, my brain's been exploding lately. As a veteran African-American police officer, in view of the recent shootings of uh, blacks by white cops, I never hear from the African-American officers uh, speaking out outside of that idiot that's on Fox News. Uh, he doesn't count. But why, maybe you can answer this question. Why are they not standing up? Because uh, they work side by side with racist white cops. I don't get it. Can, can you explain that? Well, most of it is due to the culture of the police um, industry. Um, we talk about the the blue line, the blue line of secrecy. That goes to most uh, most why not just the African American police officers don't speak up. That's why most police officers, the good police officers, don't speak up because of fear of retaliation because of the culture. And one of the things um, that must be changed is that culture. Um, we have too many good police officers who's doing too many good things to be overshadowed by a few people that are doing some not-so-good things. So why would there so be then, repercussions if they did stand up, if there's, uh, there are definitely just a few, a handful of these maniacs? and What re mm -hmm. repercussions would there be? You have to remember, you have to remember um, police work is a very unique, tight-knit family. And the administration that should be speaking out, the administrators who's running the organization should have the accountability tools and strategies in place to protect the whistleblowers, and I'll use that term, the whistleblowers, uh, they're not stepping up. They're not um, doing what they're supposed to be doing. And I would think uh, from being a police officer, being part of that culture, and quite naturally not now, but when I was very much a part of it in my early years, you would sit back and say, okay, 
it's going on. Let's not talk. I need to feed my family. I need to keep the job. Right. You know, those are types of things that go go on and go through a police officer's mind. But the culture definitely has to be broken and it has to be taken down. That bail has to be taken down. Would this by any chance be uh, union-driven? No, no. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's a culture. You, it's not one particular thing. It's just a norm. It's an expectation um, not to be the one to step out against uh, a fellow officer. Well, hard, hard, hardly call them fellow officers. <laughs> well, they, yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, that's the best term we can we can use right now um, in trying to describe what's going on. So it's uh, the union doesn't tell them to back down. No. Okay. No, definitely not. Definitely not. No. In your view, what do you? Uh, how do you think this actually can be corrected? Would it be psychological training? No, what 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 I think is going to need to take place, and you've heard me speak several times. Um, most police agencies are still operating under the old norms, the 20th century practices, the 20th century training beliefs and mythologies. I think what's going to have to take place is that we're going to have to, and I don't like using the word retrain because it's not a retrain. Um, we have to train to the best practices uh, to the industry of the 21st century. And that simply means we have to move away from the things that worked quite well in the 20th century, policing um, mainly the baby boomers, um, to the 21st century, which we are now currently policing the millennials. And we have the, the Jenners and the Xers in there as well. Um, their way of thinking, their way of training and being educated is totally different than how the baby boomers were. We just have to redesign, redevelop the delivery of service, the law enforcement services to the community, the current community. With that being said, we must remember there's a couple of staples that's going to be present in any law enforcement uh, community, such as arrest, uh, writing a citation, um, calls for service. Those are staples. They would always be there, but we must find a better way to deliver on those services. I can't help but notice that uh, they transferred. Uh, oh, it was the uh, the cop in Ohio was transferred from another department because he had a, a history of uh, racial violence, and they just transferred the guy. They didn't fire him. That, that also comes with um, better hiring practices within the agency, uh, within the law enforcement community. Um, if we take a look at how we employ, most law enforcement has standardized testing. And those standardized testings have been in place for the past 30, 40, and sometimes 50 years. They have not moved into the 21st century in the best testing uh, methods to weed out, to weed in um, the, the best applicant. Um, that's needed to do to do this job. If if these killings continue at this rate, and and uh, uh, the facts that I've got so far, uh, not all killings, but um, uh, police on black violence, uh, six hundred and twenty-two this year have been reported. Of course, not all of them are on uh, cell phone cameras. But how much longer do you think this blue line of secrecy will hold up? With 
with the response of the president on yesterday, with the continued response of very reasonable mm-hmm. and uh, rational people, I am praying and hoping that people realize that we are servicing a different um, community. How long would it go on? Hopefully not too much longer. Hopefully the people that are in position um, of authority now will realize there is a hiccup. There is a problem with the model that we are using currently. All right. Well, uh, let's hope that happens because uh, I I would imagine that uh, efforts are underway to (laughs) correct this problem. Well, well, if you take a look at the the president's commission on police practices, uh, there is uh, documentation. There are recommendations out to the law enforcement industry, and they have been out for approximately two years. The thing is, is that most police agencies are slow to change. And I think the reason they are slow to change, uh, remember, most police agencies are single source service provider. Right. Thus, meaning um, the citizens don't have an option to call someone else if something goes wrong. They have to deal with that jurisdictional. Um, police agency, law enforcement agency. Right. And and that goes back to the police leaders, the current police leaders, they must embrace and start implementing some of those best practices because most of those best practices are what, what I've been talking about, and that's addressing the new public. And if you want to expand on that since you are running for office, so... Uh take the floor. <laughs> Go right ahead. Yes, I am currently running for sheriff of Broward County. And uh, my, my format, uh, my platform is bringing law enforcement to the 21st century based on uh, previous com- comments I just made, and also talking about total community partnership and total community policing. Community policing is not a politically correct term or nicety during an election year. Police, community policing is is a theory, it's a process, it's a practice where you train police officers how to become more involved within their communities. And that doesn't mean kissing babies and shaking hands and being soft no crime. It's simply meaning the police agency who's delivering the services become in, become um, part of the community, and they start investing into the community and the people that live there. You get to know the business owners. You get to know the children. You get to know the programs. You get to know the civic leaders. You get to know the church leaders. But most importantly, you get to know the citizens by having interaction with them. And that takes away that stigma that I'm better than the people I'm serving. When people can touch and feel the law enforcement personnel that's serving them, and they realize that they have families, they bleed, um, they cry, they have ups and downs, they pay bills, then it becomes that you're normal, you're like us. But under the current modality, the 20th century, there's a there's a uh, invisible wall, a wall that's you know, I'm better, you can't say certain things to a police officer, or you can't say certain things to the community because you have to have that air of authority and you can't let down. Right. And once, and once you put that there, that automatically creates division. And with division, you can't have trust. 
and there's no trust, there's no respectability from either side. Absolutely. Respect has, I'm sorry. Uh, just jump in and cut me off. No, 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 you're doing just fine. I can't, but, but, but I am very passionate and, and concerned and committed to moving law enforcement to the 21st century. Becoming the sheriff of Broward County, I don't look at it as something on a bucket list, something that I've been trying to achieve all my life. I don't need a title. I see a need, a need not just for Broward County, but for the country. Someone has to take the lead. Someone has to say, let's do this, let's try this, and make it work. I envision Broward County within the first 12 to 24 months becoming the leader with the best practice of law enforcement in the country, not only the state, but in the country. Because the leader that, that I am, a vision-driven leader, uh, an objective leader, a leader that don't stay within the boundaries. I will step outside of the box of normity um, to, to make the changes we need to make. Well, I, I wish you the best with the election, which, by the way, to my audience, this is a worldwide show, by the way, but uh, it is broadcast locally on WWNN 1470. Uh, to my audience down here, the election will be in August, and who you're hearing right now is Willie Jones running for sheriff of Broward County, and this uh, signal does cover, cover Broward County. So um, can I ask you one final question? Yes. And the unforeseen... Uh, future if, if this happens again will will you be this show's senior law enforcement correspondent <laughs> yes i would love to be well yes, thank if, you if, if, if you need that yes i would be i appreciate because it. it's it's more important to get the message out yes and the, the 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 further this message travel the more audience uh the more people it reach there, you know, we can start making the necessary changes. May I add something to go a little bit into Certainly. total community partnerships? Yes. You know, total total community partnerships simply means inviting all of the stakeholders to the table at the same time doing the same discussion. When we start dismissing anybody in the community, and everybody in the community is a stakeholder, the person that's committing the burglary, the person that's addicted to drugs, the person that's committing the crime, they're a stakeholder. We normally like to dismiss them. When we dismiss them and start designing programs that would have a definite impact, a direct impact on them without their input or why they're in their condition so we can leverage the best resources to assist them, we will we'll be that uh, uh, dog chasing the car. We're going to always be chasing. But when we start including everybody and stop dismissing people for whatever conditions there are on their levels, we're going to have issues. Police, government officials must totally embrace everybody that they serve. Everyone. Willie Jones, candidate for Broward County Sheriff. I want to thank you again for calling in today. I thank you for having me. And to the listeners in Broward County, when you do your early vote, when you do your vote by mail, and on August 30th, remember, if you're ready for a change, don't imagine a difference, make a difference. Vote for Willie Jones for Broward County Sheriff. Thank you. Thank you, Willie. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it, Willie Jones. And uh, I didn't get to uh, George Bush dancing on the graves. 
of those uh, five uh, officers in uh, Dallas. Uh, what a retard. Oh, man. But he got in office twice. That finger-painting retard. The assumption was that uh, he was drunk or he was on some kind of... No, no, no. For eight years, we had we lost a lot of people under that man's administration. And there he was dancing on the graves of the, the five officers. And he was also dancing on the graves at Ground Zero right after 9-11, if you ask me. With his, we're going to get those folks. Going to get those folks. Yeah. More on that later in this show on the internet version. <laughs> when I can say things. Things that I cannot say on the air. But just to get things started... <laughs> I like to ride my bike when we're under attack. Even if we're not, don't bother calling me back. Cause I like to ride my bike when we're under attack. And maybe try to read a children's book too. I like to goof around cause I'm a president. But the people all around me say I'm still president. So I can goof around cause I'm the president. And I got me a brain shower too. All I gotta do is just say screw it. Get somebody else to do it. Well, I can ride my bike if and I don't know how. But I can keep the train wheels on the ground. You put me back in so I can go play now. The president's a boring job too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like holding hands all day With my shawty friends that are happy and gay Well, I can't run a country, but we make you think I do I'm on the right hand of God and Jesus, too I can't do much or anything, but TV says I do And I like to giggle when people die, too <laughs> You have been listening to part one of the Brit Summer Show on 1470 WWNN. If you want to follow me over to the other side, to the dark side, uh, then you'll have to go to my website, thebritsummershow.com, and uh, you can hear the rest of the show there, and you can also download it. Thanks to the generosity of those who have donated, I can now provide for you free downloads. Uh, although I did notice that uh, Randy is uh, broadcasting on Facebook. There's something I didn't think you can do. I'll have to look into that. But for now, I'd like to thank my terrestrial radio audience for tuning in on 1470 WWNN. And I'll see you here again next week, 4 o'clock Sunday. Until then, as Brit Summer saying the truth and stay tuned. Did I mention it was my birthday? I'm 39. It's the Brit Summer Show. What's going to happen if you don't obey? You better come you want to say. You better come what you want to say. Look here, the boxcars are coming to take you away. Boxcars are coming to take you away. They are dispatched by the Uber right to give to centers around like human cargo. Boxcars are coming when you are asleep. Boxcars 
to take you away. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show on FYINation.com, SoFloRadio.com, and of course, the brand new GDPR Revolution 99. What is it, .org or .com? One moment, please. Oh, I was wrong on both counts. It's GDPRRevolution99.net. Okay, then. <laughs> I like doing interviews on this show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that more often, especially now that I know that Skype works uh, because I had a problem with that before, but it actually worked. It sounded pretty good. Had to do some tweaking, of course. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to get more people on here to interview, uh, not to mention it kills good time. Yes. For those of you uh, that are my online listeners, uh, it was a great pleasure to be with Nicole uh, we're going to be doing a segment. In fact, I'll play the promo for you in just a moment. Uh, it is Brunch with Brit, and we launched it last week, and uh, uh, hopefully we'll do it again. Of course, it's not going to be every week. It'll be every other week or whenever. You know, she has important things to do than, than have me in the studio. Sometimes, uh, especially on her show, it's nice to break away a little bit. I mean, I of course, I talk about the issues and everything, um, but I'm nowhere close to the knowledge that woman has. And uh, if you liked it, feel free to let us know. Uh, you can contact me, of course, through my website uh, or on Facebook or website, thebritsummershow.com. Or you could go on my, sit on my Facebook page, <laughs> which is uh, Boca Brittany Summers. Hi, this is Britt Summers with the voice that's expected of me. It's not quite as low as Suzanne Plachette. No more Japanese food before you go to bed. And slightly lower than Anne Bancroft. You eat $40 worth of Chinese food, you son of a bitch! But it serves me well when I'm on a lunch or a dinner date. And speaking of lunch, would you like to join me and Nicole Sandler for lunch? Great! Just tune in every other Friday for Brunch with Britt on the NicoleSandlerShow.com. And speaking of other shows, I'll be on uh, when, uh, whenever it happens. The SoFlo.com anniversary show with George Rodriguez and the inimitable and lovable Suds Coleman. He couldn't make it last time, but when he does, and it should be at the end of this month or maybe the beginning of next, and uh, that should be a, a fun show to do as well. I'll promote it as I, as I find out. Now earlier I was uh, t- talking about Bush. I've got I have a library. I have 8 years worth of George Bush bits and he just made them all fresh again. That afterbirth. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to play this. This became a staple closer song for the Neil Rogers show for uh, Oh, by the way, I should say congratulations to Neil Rogers. Uh, albeit that he, uh, it's belated and, and it's way too late, but he finally made it to the Radio Hall of Fame. Oh! Now, I would have posted it on my Facebook page, but here's the problem. Every link that I found referring to Neil Rogers being inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame, no matter which link it was, uh, <laughs> Mike Weiner's photo, that, that ugly puss, that ugly punum, it would wind up on the uh, the linky dink, so I didn't do it. I, I, I can't look at him. 
He doesn't even belong there. <laughs> and he's not the only one that doesn't belong in the Radio Hall of Fame. Neil Rogers should have been in the uh, Hall of Fame uh, 20, 30 years ago. But, hey, uh, he finally made it, and he passed away shoo, six years ago. Uh, but uh, he it's well-deserved. So congratulations, Neil, wherever you are. It's Mrs. Boca Bryant. Well, not Mrs., it's Ms. Well, something. You were saying? Hello? Yes. Uh, yes, hi. I'm the gentleman that called about you shouldn't be messing with people's religion. Right. Let me tell you. These are fine lines that you shouldn't be crossing, especially with Jesus Christ. You shouldn't be messing with people. Wait, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's slow about. down. Let's slow down. When you're making judgmental uh, comments like you shouldn't be doing this, and you, who died and left you in charge? I'm not. Nobody left me in charge. But you know that you shouldn't be messing around with people. No, religion, I don't know especially that. With Jesus Christ. No, I don't. Oh, especially Jesus. How about Moses? With anybody who's dealing with people's religion. How about Abraham? Abraham? Stuff? You how know, about, people, how about, how about respect their religion. How people about Joseph religion. Smith? And their beliefs. You shouldn't yeah, a lot be of a lot of people died because of religion, like in Northern Ireland right now, and in England, right, True. and over in Pakistan True. and people, India, and over in the Middle East, right. But then you think we should respect people's religion? No, I, I mean, don't. Yes, well, you should. No, I should. No, I should not. You should respect. In other people's words, religion, you're you calling know? here to tell me what I should think. Is that what you're telling me? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, well, let me let me tell you what I think. I think you're full of crap. How well, do you like that? Hey. You have your you have your own opinion. Oh well, that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. At least in America. Way. Well, let me ask you. Where are you from? I'm from America. I was born in New York. Yeah. Where were your parents born? New York. We can. Where were your parents hey, born, man, sir? If that's all you have to say. No, no. I'm asking you. What, what's you so, are you touchy about that too? Are, are you? Oh, that's it. He hangs up. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Puerto Rican. Okay. Brainwashed. Okay, this is the one I was telling you about. Uh, Neil would close his show all through the uh, Bush administration because it was exactly two minutes long and it gave him just enough time to hop in the elevator, run downstairs and get to his car and get the hell out of the station. Don't like all the Harper. Don't, don't, don't. Every time I see. Don't, 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 don't. Republicans muscled in an inarticulate idiot. I don't know why they would want this guy, but now he's here. We're screwed the next four years with President Dumbshit. President Dumbshit. Fourteen seven. I mean, 
Now you are listening to the online version of the Brit Summer Show. And speaking of uh, the retarded bush that uh, is playing with his finger paints as we speak, I'm not going to get into it this week, but it turns out that the uh, redacted 28 pages of the 9-11 report are being released. And uh, I'm going to go over that next week uh, because I got a lot to say. Mark my words, it's going to turn out to be pretty much the same thing I've been saying since 9-11-2001. But within the last few weeks, and it wasn't a very big news story, but the uh, illustrious Mr. Tony Blair, most recently of the Carlisle Group, <laughs> he apologized, you know. Oh, he's terribly sorry that uh, he got England involved uh, with the war in Iraq. Terribly sorry. Toodaloo. Bye-bye. Yeah, well, old Poodlehead, he's got to live with the uh, the blood of all the people he had killed, as well as his uh, good buddy, uh, George W. Bush. Although I got to say, compared to what the England has now, Blair would be an improvement. Remember the Baker Street memos? Tonight on A&E's Sherlock Holmes Mysteries, The Baker Street Memos, starring Basil Blair and Nigel Bush. Ah, there you are, Mr. Bush. Watch closely as I sashay sprightly across the room. Internet. Indeed, good fellow. Let me see those memos. Mm-hmm. Bush, this could be another pernicious plan of Dr. Kororovity. Disassembled. No one must know of these memos. They must be kept in the strictest of confidence. We're on the hunt. Now then, I need my solution. My hair is not soft and poodly today. Mr. Bush... Where's my solution? <laughs> giggle, giggle, giggle. <laughs> Good Lord, man. Which part of your body reminds you to breathe? The Baker Street Memos, tonight on A&E. It's Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show. Once you found political life's got you down, and prime ministers just not enough, and you find Americans are stupid, and their presidents daft. Then you know it's time to move ahead. Two hundred thousand troops have now been sent by the U.S. With fifty thousand British troops in place. The coalition now has forty countries, more or less. And fifteen who don't want to give their names The Prime Minister will soon be asked politely to leave His job is done so why now should he care? Having tea with the Carlisle Group and Beepy will be The delightful Mr. Tony Blair That coalition's there to watch our back for the attack As a show of support and their good faith And with Bulgaria, Ethiopia and of course Uzbekistan Our credibility goes quite a ways In the boardroom of the Carlisle Group, John Major will be there With Mr. Blair deciding what to pick We have a lovely buffet of cocktail shrimp and pate or would you like some of my spotted dick? This is Boca Brett with you on the Brit Summer Show. 
I was speaking earlier about uh, that douchebag, that piece of shit, uh, Bruce Jenner. Uh, not, he's not Caitlyn in my book, sorry. You don't make the grade, Pally. You're no transgender. You're not even close. You're, you're about as transgender as Lou Jacoby. And with him at the uh, Republican convention, he's an asshole. You see, Tony Perkins... No, not that Tony Perkins. The unfortunately named Tony Perkins. Uh, he uh, he authored, uh, along with other religious freedom uh, bigots, uh, the Republican platform, which I won't go through the whole thing, but in short, what it says is everyone in the LGBT should be put in a death camp. Pretty much is what their plank is on the... Uh, a Republican platform. Oh, and uh, Trump, even though personally, I don't think he gives a crap about the LGBT, but he had to sign on to it. So, yeah, if he gets in office, I will be in a death camp. Uh, the, the trains will be coming. And with Jenner there, Jenner looks up to these people. Caitlyn Jenner wants to be turned into a bar of soap. It, it, Jenner has all that money. All he has to do is enjoy his little hobby at home and leave the rest of the transgender community alone and stop parading around like Jenner is the the example to be set for the rest of the community. He's far from, he's the opposite. And am I supposed to refer to Bruce Jenner as a she? No, this trans woman says no fucking way. The only thing I will support about Jenner is his absolute right to be who he wants to be, as he wants to be, when he wants to be, and, and but primarily at home. Don't come out here like you're the authority on what it's like to be transgender. You've been in the closet for the past 30 years. You've been hiding under the goddamn bed, Jenner. And you look up to people who want to kill you. You look up, you support and send money to, Prop 8 California, send money to groups who want me and you dead. You hate yourself, Jenner. That's why. And you know something? The the rest of the transgender community is starting to catch on to that because they're like whatever goes on the television, they catch they fall right in line. Yeah, whatever they're told to believe, whatever they're told to think on television, then that's got to be the way to go. But the, there are a few sharp ones out there that do their research and do their homework, may not have been following Jenner as I have for the past 30 years because I've been a comedy writer the past 30 years. So you have to follow these people to write your material. And it uh, came as no surprise to me a year ago uh, when uh, he came. Everybody else was surprised. Oh, look, he's on the cover of Venice. No, this guy, he's been hiding behind uh, walls behind uh, buildings, uh, behind cars and parking lots. He's been hiding. He's in fear. He's living. And then what do they say when he comes out? Oh, he's so brave. Uh, please. I'm so sick of Jenner. Just, just go the hell away. Go the fuck away, Jenner. Go home. Leave us alone, goddammit. What an asshole. Yeah, so anyway, it's Tony Perkins. The, he he's the one who wrote all the planks. I'm sure, along with uh, Gingrich, had a lot to do with it too. Oh yeah, and uh, who's Trump's running mate going to be? The tense Mike Pence. Oh, and what happened in Indiana last year? Anybody remember? Oh, that's right. 
Boy, did he embarrass himself. When the International Hot Rod Association comes after your ass, <laughs> then you know, that's the only thing about HB2 in North Carolina. That piece of shit, the governor they got, the, the inbred hillbilly. Uh, I'm surprised NASCAR hasn't said anything. Yet. Maybe they did, but I haven't heard anything. I mean, for the Hot Rod Association to speak out against uh, this uh, anti-LGBT legislation, I don't know why NASCAR is so quiet. I know they got a lot of uh, redneck fans that watch cars go in a circle and uh, hopefully get killed. But that's why they go. It's not like the old days, because the new NASCAR, uh, they, they're like go-karts, million-dollar go-karts, just uh, tubular frames. It's a fiberglass body with uh, decals, and they draw pictures of headlights on them. They're not cars. That's why I don't watch that. The NASCAR I used to like is when they had actually real cars that you watch them race on Sunday, and you can go in the dealership and buy them on Monday. Can't do that with these. These are not cars. These are uh, custom-made tubular fiberglass body with decals on them. Eh, blah blah, and the uh, the drivers now are are dressed up like uh, spacemen in silver suits, and it, they look like they're walking off the set of Lost in Space. And and the original NASCAR, uh, their safety equipment consisted of uh, a cigarette and a helmet. So <laughs> yeah, it was a little more fun to watch. But anyway, the rednecks at the NASCAR and their fans, I can, t- I can attest to the fact that uh, a lot of those guys look us up online. Oh, and speaking of online, that's the other plank in the Republican part, uh, Republican platform. You want to see any, anything close, what I say in my last show, the, these are the uh, Sharia lawyers out there. The Taliban, ISIS, they're all in line with each other with the exception of chopping heads off. Really, that's the only subtle difference is that they don't chop heads off. They pass hate laws instead and dream up a political party platforms like uh, this GOP one. And uh, like I've been saying, it's and nothing against middle-aged white guys, but really, they're nowhere to be found on the platform. It's women, it's LGBT, it's uh, blacks, Hispanics, uh, any minority you can think of, but never a middle-aged white guy. Why? Because it's being written by middle-aged white guys. They want everybody dead but them. Which is, <laughs> I mean, unless they're into middle-aged white guys, that's all the fun they're ever going to have. Uh, because, uh, take it from me, yeah, that's who hits on you. You know when he's white, you know you can feel it, baby. You know it, hear it, his timing's so white. He's a honky, uh-huh, uh-huh. You picked the white one, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's a honky. If he's totally white-readable and caucasianly dreadable and ain't got no butterball, you picked the white one, baby. Uh-huh. You got the white one, baby. You know when he's white. You just got the face in. You got the white one, baby. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. You got the white one. Uh huh. Uh huh. If he's completely pet burnable, very uncolorful, and laughably full of bull, you pick the white one, baby. Uh huh. Uh huh. We're 
turning you on. Go, go with Truth in Radio, the Brit Summers Show at thebritsummershow.com. Look at those gay Republicans, those righteous theologians who sit upon the right finger of Christ. I mean them gay Republicans, sleazy, smiling, smugglicans, snuggling in between each other's thighs. Righteous and moral, so they say they are. They like to go oral and smoke a pink cigar. These guys are down upon their knees, crawling around so they can see, and glance from under the toilet stall to ask if they could have a ball. Oh, what would Jesus do? Those gay Republicans who know what's best for you and tell you what to do. Look at those gay Republicans, and you morons look up to them, intimidated by their tailored suits. They're just some gay Republicans, self-hating gays who desire men. Just do as they say, not as they do. Hypocritical fakers, flaming home mouths, religionist haters, and they're married, you know. For them life's just a sausage fest, they need some protein to ingest. So they drop their pants and take a chance to take a glance at another man's gland. Or maybe tap a shoe. Those gay Republicans who know what's best for you and tell you what to do. I am not gay. I am gay. Gay, gay, gay. Open your eyes and look around at what these guys have in their mouth. Gay Republicans who know what's best for you and tell you what to do. How about those gay Republicans? Haven't you had enough of them? These godly men of the neo-fascist right. I mean those upstanding Christians, these corporately important men, looking for a hole to place their pipe. Those screaming, flaming homos who control your life. It's Brit Summers at thebritsummershow.com. And I cannot lie You other sisters can't deny That when a guy walks in with a 50-inch waist And them skinny legs in your face You get faint But you know you can't Cause you notice that bear is stuffed Hanging over the jeans he's wearing Hang low when I can't stop staring Ooh, round boy I wanna get with ya And buy you a picture My homegirls tried to tell me That gut shaped round like a bowl of jelly Ooh, hairy white skin You say you wanna get in my van Then cruise me, booze me Make the water overflow in my jacuzzi I've seen him dancing His belly's prancing It's wet with sweat Had a case today, you bet I'm tired of magazines Saying flat abs are the thing Take the average white girl and ask her what He's gotta have a gut So ladies, yeah. ladies yeah. Has your boyfriend got the gut? Oh yeah. Then rub it, rub it Rub that big old gut Have a six pack The old boy likes coors <laughs> Big Bob bends over You can see his crack Big Bob bends over You can see his crack Oh, that's horrible! Big Bob bends over, you can see his crack. 
You have been listening to the Brit Summer Show on FYINation.com, SoFloRadio.com, GDPRRevolution99.net. Got it right that time. And soon to be announced somewhere on NicoleSandler.com. So uh, thanks for uh, tuning in and downloading the show. And once again, my humble thanks to all of you who have donated and to help keep this show going along. After five years, it's been five years this month. And remember, the donate button's right there on my website, thebritsummershow.com. And I thank you in advance for giving it a click. Oh, oh, that's what I was thinking about, and I'll talk about it more next week. I was thinking about maybe doing a, not like a real subscription thing, like something really stupid and cheap, but I'll do the monthly newsletter, the Brit Summers newsletter, you know, kind of like what uh, Jim Hightower does, only I think he does it every week. I don't have time to do it every week, but I can do one each month. And uh, maybe I'll, I'll insert like a calendar girl photo in there for you. Nothing too racy, mind you, but uh, something nice. Because if you've only known me by listening to the show, uh, have another look. <laughs> when I say trans woman, I'm not kidding. But I'm not going to change my voice because I'm on the radio, dummy. Anyway, I'll see you here again next week. And uh, maybe in a couple weeks, uh, back on with Nicole for Brunch with Brit. So in the meantime, this is Brit Summer saying the truth. And... Happy birthday to me.